we're so thankful for Crossway who have sponsored this season in the podcast. Daily Joy is a year-long set of devotions going through the Bible written by a wonderful range of people. It's designed specifically for women and lots of women have contributed a portion. I've been enjoying dipping in over recent weeks and particularly enjoying the way each different writer helps open my eyes to a different facet of the scriptures. A valuable book to have by your bedside to help build you up in faith as you're guided through the Bible over a course of a year. This bonus episode, we are welcoming Caroline Cobb um, to talk with us. She is a singer-songwriter who loves to sing God's big story. Her songs are scripture-rich. Sarah and I have both been enjoying her music a lot over the last couple of years. We really hope you're going to enjoy this conversation and be encouraged in your faith as you uh, listen to Caroline and how she's gone about writing these scripture-filled songs. Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah. I live in the UK. This is my sister Felicity. She lives in the US and we are so excited that for our bonus episode, we've got Caroline Cobb joining us. Caroline, welcome. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast today. Thank you guys for having me. Well, we're really excited to have you and we're going to be thinking about scripture and song. Caroline, tell us about yourself. What do you get up to with your time? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, we live in Texas. Um, I'm married to Nick and we have three kids who are 12, 10 and eight. And, um, what I do with my days besides just being in our community and being involved in our church and all the rest is I do music. And what I love to do with music is to use music to tell God's story, um, to drop in on different moments in scripture and kind of paint this, uh, big story so that people can rehearse it as they're going about mm. their everyday, just listening in their car or whatever they're doing. Um, but that's my hope behind the music that I do. We love yes. it. We love your music and the scriptural resonance of it. Before we get into I want to explore that that more with you. But I mean, we, we're missing a key ingredient here, which is <laughs> how do you feel about tea and biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I was thinking about that earlier. And I said that I think my most familiar biscuit is really like biscuits and gravy. And so I don't really even know what it quite even is, but I think that I'm used to coffee and that kind of biscuit, but I think that I'd love to have biscuits and tea with you guys someday. <laughs> so let's make well, I, it happen. I think, I mean, I think I, one of these, one of the realizations of this season has been that a coffee biscuit is like a tea biscuit, isn't it? Felicity? Oh, Okay, yeah, like and it's slightly almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a, like a classy coffee biscuit, but I would say there's yeah. a, there's a wider range out there that has yet Absolutely. to be explored. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need to prioritize this. So next time I'm in Chicago area, or next time I come to the UK, yeah. we're going to make this happen. <laughs> we would love that. We would. This love is that. important. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you've got that. You know, <laughs> priorities right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so I love just the way that you explained what you do there in terms of how you do music. And um, there are loads of singers and song, song, singer-songwriters out there who are producing excellent music, but we feel like you would do something slightly different with your music in relation to the way in which you sing scripture. So how, how did you come to the point where you're at now, where this is the kind of the way in which you um, do your music? I love the way that you said you drop into God's story and you're hoping to enable people to be in that story in their everyday, to kind of have that in the in the background or at the, mm-hmm. the forefront. 
yeah, can you can you kind of talk us a little? How does yeah, that um, when I I always loved God's word. Like once I started following Him, I feel like um, that was something that I loved to do is just be in God's word. But I also loved to write songs, and so at some point along the way, I uh, kind of started to explore that. And then when I turned, uh, when I was turning 30, I decided to give myself a songwriting goal. And I'm not really sure where the goal came from. It just kind of popped into my mind to make the goal to write a song for every book of the Bible in a year. And I'm thankful to God for that little decision because Mm -hmm. that was such a transformative year for me to do this as a practice, both like as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, um, but also as a songwriter. And obviously like it sent me on trajectory. Right. And so then I started playing those songs for other people and doing house shows and things like that. And then I decided to record the first kind of storytelling album called the blood and the breath and Mm -hmm. did that. I saw that, and this is such a deep way I could to do this again and again and really like turn the diamond, if you will, and mm-hmm. look at the same big story from a bunch of different angles. And so each album kind of has a theme that it's tracing, usually from like creation all the way to Christ's return. So there was the blood and the breath, and that one's kind of about redemption and death and resurrection. And then there was a, a home and a hunger, which is more about kind of that between time between the already and the not yet. Mm-hmm. And and I did an, an Advent album and also one about Jesus that was like a zooming in, if you will. And then right now I'm working on one on the Psalms. And it's more about, it's called the poetry of prayer. And it's more nice. about how we respond to the Lord and to his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got lament and it's got really joyful songs and everything in between. And so I'm really excited about that too. But that's kind of how it started. And it's something that I can't really such a deep well and sort of this faucet that I can't quite turn off. Um, I write personal songs too, and I put some of those out there about motherhood and all the rest. But I think this is what is kind of my life work. What I, what I love to do is just tell God's story, um, especially through music. So, so that's so wonderful to hear. I'd love to hear more about, so, you know, you just said you wrote a, a song to go with every book of the Bible um, mm-hmm. in that year. That's 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 extraordinary. That's amazing. Um, tell us, talk talk us through some of that process of kind of steeping yourself in a particular book of the Bible, and then because that's what we love to do on this podcast. That kind of we're all about that in terms of just like really wanting to kind of soak in a particular book um, for a season and let it really speak to our hearts and kind of drive it home to our hearts. Talk us through your process of then kind of writing a song on the back of that. Yeah, I love I love that you guys do that. Um, you know, I would I wouldn't necessarily write a song about the whole of the book, but if there was like a particular passage or a particular story, I would just try to drop myself into that story. Uh, maybe the sermon was about that on Sunday, and so I felt like mm-hmm. my antenna was up all the time, especially that year, and hopefully even now, still as I'm just doing Bible study or at church or in my own reading time or kind of how I see God teaching me. Mm-hmm to have that antenna up, but like, what can I write about next? Or, And then in terms of process, just dropping into that story. Um, I think being a songwriter is really fun because we have so many tools in our tool belts. I mean, you have all the writer's tools, which like alliteration and point of view and perspective, like maybe I'll write this song from God's perspective, or maybe I'll be Eve in this song. And how did she feel? But then you also have, you know, melody and kind of 
um, the way that words sound in your mouth when you're saying them out loud. And so I always just try to think through, you know, what, not only what does this story say and how does it point us to Christ and how would I teach it if I was teaching this in Bible study and try to be faithful to God's word, but then also kind of engage the imagination through melody and point of view and um, imagery and all the things that we can play with as people who are creating something. And so that, again, that was just super formative for me. I think seeing the connections to across scripture, how, Mm -hmm. you know, this story here hyperlinks with this story here and this passage in Isaiah. And it's just, there's so much to say, and (laughs) we can really, (laughs) these songs could be so long. And so it's also trying to figure out how to work within the limits of a song. Like I have three verses and maybe a bridge and a chorus. Mm -hmm. How do I walk someone through this story and, and help them to imagine themselves there or to really rehearse it and get it into their bones um, as they're listening. So mm. I love that. You, get it, get it into your bones. That That's exactly <laughs> it, isn't it? Sorry, you do that so well. I just, yeah, I just want to say thank you. You do it so well in terms of us walking, you know, walking us through scripture and letting it kind of soak into our own hearts. Like I just, mm. you've got, you've got a real gift. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love what you're saying there about engaging our imaginations in order to then be able mm-hmm. to access, um, this, scriptural story like God's big story and I think that's so key that there's there's so many ways in which we can get this into our bones and and, you know Mm -hmm. it's not just simply being in bible study or or reading the bible or you know that but actually as you take scripture and put it to music and and then there's I feel like our hearts reverberate in different ways with the same story when you when we use our imagination in, in that way and I think that's just so rich and I I think that's really key for us as Christians to engage on a, on a wider level like with the creativity mm-hmm. that goes with that and for mm-hmm. it to be steeped in the word but then as we engage with that how our hearts respond and how our creative minds respond and mm-hmm. and all that Can I ask like a practical question on that sure, like in terms sure. of you know just um just making time, making time for that creativity to happen. Um, like I presume you've had young kids while while this <laughs> has all been happening, and like I think a lot of us would resonate with wanting wanting to do that. One, you know, I long to be more creative in a lot of different ways, and yet the kind of headspace feels so limited sometimes. How did you make that a priority, as well as parenting, and you know, kind of just alongside life? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I think there's, it's like swimming upstream. I think especially now is like the more, um, we have coming at us in terms of just noise, you know, Mm -hmm. um, on social media and I, I wouldn't like throw it out, but it also just is distracting sometimes. I think it is hard to make that space Uh, in terms of like that year of writing from the Bible. Um, I had mother's day out for my daughter, uh, one day a week, And then in some other seasons, I just asked a friend, can you keep my kids? We lived in California for a while and the childcare there was just so expensive. And so I was like, just asked a friend, can you keep my kids for three hours a week? And Mm -hmm. I would just make sure that I only wrote songs during that time, you know, because when we had a little chunk of time, we can say like, oh, I should go to the grocery. It'd be a lot easier to go to the grocery Mm -hmm. without my kid, or I should clean my bathtub. But I think I kind of made this choice for good or 
bad um, to go to the grocery with my kids and to not clean my bathtub. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I just had a dirty bathtub. And I think yeah. um, in this season, my kids are all in school. And so I have a lot more time and space, but I, uh, music has kind of expanded where I have to kind of wear the manager hat a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to be better about carving out time where I really do just create. And there's something about saying like, not just I have an hour, but like I have a chunk of time this whole morning Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to look at email and I'm not going to look at social media and I'm not going to check the boxes. And um, that's really important. But I think also just keeping our antenna up and thinking about, you know, reading good stories and having good conversations with people and spending time with the Lord um, is also really important because if we're not kind of filling our tank, then nothing's going to come out. That's, that's connected to him. That's deep. And um, I have seasons where I'm better at that. And then seasons where my kind of uh, striving personality can kind of like just make me go, go, go and not rest. And so that's sort of always something I'm trying to preserve and, remember and trust God enough to rest and to Mm -hmm. listen and just to be and create. So that's really helpful. Thank you. I I love the way that you uh, talked earlier about hyperlinking between the different books in the Bible. And I think something that's really evident in your music is how you, um, when you, you have your Christmas album, but it's drenched in Isaiah or prophecy or uh, the whole Bible story. I feel like your, your songs um, bring in the riches of, of the whole counsel of God in some ways I know that's even just through the odd reference and I think that's really that's really helpful in terms of us thinking it is the whole Bible story that then informs our understanding of that that bit of scripture it that can feel though quite um when we even just say that out loud that feels quite daunting to even mm-hmm. like ha- like in, on a personal level so you're talking there about having your tank filled and listening and, and resting and waiting on the Lord in that way how do you kind of scripture's big and God's mm-hmm. big story is big. <laughs> right. How do you kind of distill that? How do you, how do you, where, how does it, what's the process for yourself? And then as it kind of comes out without being too big, too dense, too intense, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I think it's just, <laughs> I don't think it's like, I'm going to sit down and try to understand how everything connects. I think it really is like, how Jen Wilkin has talked about like d- making small deposits over time. And then as, uh, and, and I mean, looking for the connections too, like looking up the cross references and seeing like, why, why is this making me go to um, Ephesians? I'm in Genesis right now. Like what, what's there. And I think honestly, that's so practical and small, but um, as we let scripture interpret itself and kind of, bounce around according to the cross references even, or look for Christ in a passage, not forcing him into one, but knowing that the whole Bible really does hinge on him as the linchpin, mm-hmm. you know, start to discover how one big story. And I think of course, like maybe if someone's like, what, what do you even mean by that? I do think it's nice to have sort of a trellis, um, some kind of uh, paradigm where, you know, there's sort of this flow chapter one is about this chapter two, chapter three, and the end of the story is about this. And when you have that kind of structure, you can put, um, pieces into that structure and say like, Mm -hmm. this does all fit into a form. So finding 
maybe a book that's about biblical theology. I think Nancy Guthrie has some really good books where it kind of helps you see, like, I can trace an image from the beginning to the end and from creation, fall, you know, redemption to consummation. And so I think having a little bit of a trellis upon which your little understanding, your vine of understanding can grow <laughs> and cling to is really helpful too. Mm. Well, that's I don't really know if helpful. that was helpful. Yeah, no, that's yeah. really helpful. I think that's right. And I, I think even um, just, just bringing it down to even some practicalities like that just makes it a little less, less right. daunting to kind of even get the Bible open and and then, yeah, to understand what, what is being said. Isn't there a quote where it's like, and I feel this, I mean, even as you said that, I'm like, there's so much of the Bible that I don't understand, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. doing this Psalms project and I'm like, I don't have any imprecatory Psalms on this project because it's like, I don't quite understand. Like I kind of in my head understand what we're supposed to do with it, but I don't get it. So there's a quote that says something to the effect of, and I don't know who said it, but like scripture is deep enough for this elephant to wade in, mm-hmm. but it's also like we can go in as a, as a little mouse and just, and, and drink. And so there's always more depths to plumb and we'll never get to the bottom. And yet at the same time, like anyone can read the Bible, anyone can open it and understand it through the spirit. And that is such a mystery. Um, but we don't outgrow it and we also don't need to be intimidated by it even Mm -hmm. at the same time. So Pretty great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty great. Us. Understatement is amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Let, let's talk about Christmas briefly. So we're, um, this episode's coming out just as Advent kind of um, gets underway and Christmas, the busy Christmas season for a lot of us who are listening. Um, have you got a favourite Christmas carol? <laughs> Ooh, um, I love to sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. You know, those yeah. beautiful minor chords. Yeah. Um, but that uh when when till he appeared and the soul felt its worth there's some beautiful lines Mm. in christmas carols that line and then he's come to make his uh blessings flow as far as the curse is found love that line anyway i love christmas carols yeah i do i'm excited i feel they get a raw deal don't they just having one month of the year just feel like we need to bring them in a bit earlier but felicity your household they they oh, do. Oh yeah. We we we've been going since the start of September. Oh wow. Maybe we should all do that. I know. I don't know. I mean, it's my husband. He's he's really into it. And I think partly for it. the reason that you're saying the words of carols are just so gospel rich, aren't they? Right. Uh, yeah. Sure. I feel like we know it's quite a big ask though to keep the Christmas you know <laughs> for three months. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um so we're coming into this busy season. Caroline, can you give us any kind of just ways that you find helpful to kind of let your heart dwell on God's word around this time of year? And yeah, just how song helps you to do that. Anything that will just help people to kind of recalibrate their hearts, I guess, with the truth of the gospel. Yeah, um, it's so hard. I think our culture really like pushes against the the awake being awake to what it's really about. Um, but I think the idea of Advent being a season where we're stirring where the point of it is to stir up our longing for Christ. Um, I think a lot of times like people want to push the joyfulness of Christmas into Advent. And I'm not like opposed to being joyful in December or Mm -hmm. something like that, or, you know, singing a Christmas carol in December, not only Advent songs full of longing, but I do think on a practical level, I've been trying to think through like, what are the things and the traditions and the rhythms that help me 
and help my family actually stir up a longing for Christ. And Mm -hmm. instead of what the culture would want us to do is just kind of put a bow on everything. But why don't we just let ourselves feel the ache of all the upheaval we've felt over the past few years or death and mortality and all these things, because when Christ comes, he is the answer to all of that. And so Mm. we kind of want to do things that are going to whet our appetite. And for me, that's kind of putting some things out. And it's not because they're things. It's just because why do I feel like I need to do that? Um, If I do that, I'm not going to have time to be intentional about stirring my heart to long for Christ and my family's heart to long for Christ. Whereas Mm -hmm. like the countdowns and the, those types of things are actually like building anticipation. Those are the things that I want to be intentional to do. Um, so I don't, I don't know how to be more practical than that, but I think that's a question that's been in my mind is number one, to look at Advent and Christmas as sort of like this, there's a darkness in it. We're like, waiting for the sun to rise and to mm-hmm. kind of be able to acknowledge the darkness, even in the joyful time of Christmas, when culture would just say like shop and all these things. <laughs> so if you feel that ache to like lean into that. And uh, secondly, to not over busy ourselves with a bunch of things that we're supposed to do and to really think, what do I really want to do that would help my family um, long for Christ to come? Mm-hmm. And be so excited when we wet our appetite that way, when Christmas actually comes, it's not like, Oh, finally it's over. You know, it's like, yes, it's here. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, in the church calendar, they celebrate it for 12 days, you know, 12 days of Christmas. So what kind of longing do we need to, in order to actually feel joy for 12 days and just feast for 12 days? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't personally celebrate for 12 days, but (laughs) that, it's that idea of like, we are, we want to stir up our longing so that that day of joy is amplified and made more beautiful because we, we couldn't wait for it to come because we know how mm-hmm. much we need it, you know? So that's kind of what I've been thinking about. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. And your Advent album, um, Seed in the Sunrise, is that, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you do that. You, you stir those longings and you, yeah, you 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 sing what you've just been talking about, and it's really powerful, and I've really enjoyed listening to it. Particularly, um, well, when did you release it? Uh, right in twenty twenty, or right after. Okay, I thought yeah, I remember. Right I thought I remembered listening to it in twenty twenty, um, mm-hmm. and it was a really it was a really powerful, really powerful kind of tune to our twenty twenty Christmas. So thank right. you. <laughs> yeah. And twenty twenty really did make us ache, you know, more than. Yeah other years had so I, I was thankful it came out during that time yeah and we would we would highly recommend all of caroline's albums we love the advent one and there's also on spotify you have this brilliant thing a playlist that is all of this that you've kind of gone done the story of all of scripture in one playlist i had a mm-hmm. sort of four-hour journey a few months ago and i just listened <laughs> to it all and <laughs> it was just brilliant like to have it all in one so i highly recommend that as well so we love your music. We're so thankful for the way in which you're putting scripture into our ears and into our hearts. So so thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'd encourage everyone to, to go and check out Caroline's songs. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
Thank you so much for listening. This episode has been sponsored by Crossway.